Hello, I'm constitutional attorney Catherine Henry, and this is the Constitution segment recap of our full episode number 46 that aired earlier this week on Tuesday. We had some great discussions lasting almost two hours. Uh, the topics, of course, uh, revolved around the 2022 elections and where do we go from here. Specifically, many of us are disgusted with the results of the election, but with most election results being declared final all across the U.S., is there anything the average person can even do? Is there anything we must do? And we wanted to frame this discussion in terms of some tangible um, action items, so to speak. What about those state Supreme Court justice races, uh, the ballot proposals that passed or didn't, any general election irregularities, as well as viewing it in terms of both good and bad candidates that won the races this go round. And again, where do we go from here with all of that? This is just a simple recap, so please keep that in mind. If you want the full explanations and details and citations, please check out the full episode that aired on Tuesday, uh, the link for which is in the slideshow, which brings me to the point of please make sure to click the link for the slideshow that's in the description of this segment because um, that is going to give you all those resources and citations right at your fingertips and you can page through that as you see fit. Um, also make sure to check out those true or false questions that we have every Tuesday. They're up by 10 o'clock every Tuesday morning and the answer is posted as long as I don't fall asleep by 10 o'clock. It's posted at 10 o'clock every night. Otherwise it's posted first thing Wednesday morning if I have uh, woken up and realized I fell asleep before 10 o'clock. Uh, so some, some basic things to just quickly recap. We get our rights from God, not the government. Our rights are supposed to be exercised, undiminished, un um, unrestrained, unabridged, uninfringed, unviolated, undenied, undeprived, unabused, and unusurped. Again, not my words, but the words of the U.S. and state constitutions and our Declaration of Independence. Government's main purpose, in fact, is to protect our God-given liberties so that when I exercise my rights, I'm not infringing upon your exercising of your rights. But the government has no rights. There is no such thing as states' rights. And we, the people, created our very constitution and form of government and in so doing made it so that government only has those powers which we specifically delegate to it. So this means government cannot act unless there is a specific power granted by the constitution and government is prohibited from doing anything that violates the U.S. or state constitutions. Okay, so ballot proposals, let's check in on those. The three of Michigan that were all bad, they all passed. Uh, but number prop one is bad, but not the end of the world. Prop two, very bad, but it can be redone as easily as get another ballot proposal going to undo all those bad things and whatever else was put in in recent years into the Michigan Constitution that uh, tainted how Michigan elections are done. That should be started right now and you have just under two years to get that going. So make sure to work on that now. Prop three though, that's the one that is inherently unconstitutional throughout, but unfortunately has a severability clause that's going to make it a much more clouded issue as far as how some uh, state Supreme Court justices are gonna try to sort out the issue. Okay, so those um, constitutional amendment uh, provisions that the 
um, citizens can put forth, you're going to find are in Article 12, Section 2 of the state constitution in Michigan, but your own state has similar provisions in other places. So um, ballot uh, proposal three in Michigan goes into effect uh, 45 days or all of them are going into effect 45 days after the election. That means uh, just logistically speaking that any challenges to the election results should be made prior to that date. Although with this prop three, there are huge inherent violations of the U.S. Constitution that create a huge problem for enforcing it. Um, specifically, we had some great questions um, from people that are wondering about their, their oath of office as a newly elected official. How do they take the oath of office to support both the U.S. Constitution and the state constitution when the state constitution will now have these abhorrent things in it uh, that lead to killing babies, mutilating children, and taking away parental rights. Um, so we're gonna address that. Um, so looking at Prop 3 and why these questions are coming up is because it's involving the rights of mothers, children, society, um, and fathers. And in terms of which rights, we talked about the rights to health, and life, the rights of privacy, due process, equal protection of the law, our unenumerated rights, uh, the right against cruel and unusual punishments, and to be free from bills of attainder. Uh, the Michigan Prop Proposal 3 implications, uh, in the end, government cannot do something that's going to deprive our liberty to parent our own children, impair our free exercise of religion, or intrude upon our right to privacy. And again, all government officials must take the constitutional oath of office, uh, which starts by the oath to defend and support the US Constitution because it's the supreme law of the land. That means that no federal law, no state law, uh, no court order, no any kind of government action can be repugnant to the Constitution because if it is, it's void. Specifically, that includes even if the state Constitution has parts of it that are repugnant to the US Constitution, those parts of the state Constitution are void on their face right out of the gate. They are not enforceable and you don't need to wait for somebody else to tell you that they are. So what does that mean for those of you uh, taking an oath of office to support your state and federal constitutions? Well, don't worry. Your constitutional oath to your state constitution is only to those parts of your state constitution that are not repugnant to the U.S. Constitution. All right, so there are good proposals in Florida that should have passed that didn't. Uh, Prop 1 and Prop 2. Prop 1, it's bad that it didn't pass, but it's not the end of the world. Prop 2, it will need to be addressed either by us as citizens or by the legislature. In fact, um, there, those are two of the options that are still on the table to get constitutional amendments in front of voters. And we can't just leave it up to the legislature, although they have a duty, we also have a duty. Why do I say that? Because when you register to vote in the state of Florida, as it should be everywhere, you are swearing to protect and defend the constitution of the United States. So we need to get the unconstitutional stuff right out of there. All right, so state Supreme Court just Justices, 25% of state Supreme Court justices in our country were up for election this year, retention election or otherwise. And unfortunately, a lot of non-constitution minded uh, justices did make it onto the bench. In Florida, we had three bad ones that were retained in the retention election. But that doesn't mean we should give up.
No, we need to really pay attention to the decisions that are coming out of the Florida Supreme Court. Those Supreme Court justices will in fact be up for retention election again, as will all of the other ones. And in Michigan, Brian Zara won, but so did Richard Bernstein. So it's a status quo. Uh, that doesn't mean though, that we just sit around and wait for the next eight years for the next election uh, to be able to vote for one of those two again. No, with all bad candidates uh, that won, uh, we need to be paying attention to everything, right? With what doesn't matter what branch of government, what level of government. Unfortunately, you got to sit up and, and wake up and uh, pay attention more than you ever have before. So it's possible that you could challenge the election results. You need to really look at what that might entail. It, it might need to be a quo warrento lawsuit that's filed. Maybe you're gonna be looking at doing some recalls, uh, writ, of, um, writ of mandamus, civil suits, but no matter what, whether it's a good candidate or bad candidate, please encourage any good constitutional actions and then respectfully but firmly and repeatedly voice concerns over unconstitutional actions and again that's even if it was a good or conservative candidate that you put into place in the first place don't be afraid to step away from party lines or that group think please make sure that you are doing your best to uh, support the U.S. Constitution. So any election irregularities, we talked about reporting that evidence to your local sheriff and to those nonprofits. In general, what can you do and should you be doing now? You need to have a strategy. So please listen to that portion of our full episode from Tuesday, as well as take a look at those Wednesday way to get involved challenge options that we provided to you yesterday. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you for our full episode next Tuesday. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and share. Restore freedom.